Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to partake in the Sunday Word. I pray that it's sown on good ground. Let the hearer become a doer. Let your word refresh our hearts, restore our minds, and empower our spirits. Lord, I ask that you would bind every distraction right now in the name of Jesus. Let this be sown on good ground. Let it permeate our hearts and edify our minds. Speak through me. Use my mouth as a conduit to your statutes, your truth, your love and light. All these things I say in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. All right, believers. So what I want to go over today is Matthew chapter 26, 36 through 46. Once again, this is Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 through 46. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed. My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. All right, beloveds. So what I want to dive into here is, can you notice that you um, are not able to rely on people, you know, like (laughs) 
in stormy waters, you know, in tumultuous times, it's very hard to rely on anyone other than God, right? That's why we should not trust in chariots. We should not trust in our money. We should not trust in our own power and ability, but we can trust in God, the Father, you know? So here Jesus is, and you guys know this, um, he's about to be taken up. He's about to be sacrificed. He knows that his time is coming, that he's going to be crucified. So basically he's praying, you know, he goes off to pray and he's asking the father, you know, is there any other way, you know, and he tells his disciples to just stay where they are so he could have some solitude and, you know, some privacy to pray to God. And the reason why I really want to go over this is some conversations, it just needs to be between you and the father, right? Like there's nothing wrong with having friends, family, um, you know, people that you trust to give you counsel, but there are some situations, there are certain times where it just needs to be you and God, where you need to go away, get isolated and hear from the father. You know, so many times we ask everyone else first (laughs) as if they are omniscient. It's like, no, what did God say? You know, like his word will stand firm throughout eternity. It's infallible, you know, but I tell you this because as a society, we get so hooked on tangible evidence, on things that we can see, touch, hear, taste, smell, you know, you trust in your sensorial perceptions. You trust what people are telling you. You trust in the familiar, in what you can observe, behold, and hear. But I'm telling you this, the most critical messages, the most profound messages will come to you when you are quiet, still, and isolated. When you get away from the crowd, you know, These were Jesus' disciples, and he told them to stay where they were so he could go and allow the Father to speak to him, to confide in Abba, in our Father, in the Great Shepherd, right? So how many times in your life are you relying on other people to provide you with answers, Here's the thing, man. Anytime that I really need some type of insight and revelation, I always get secluded. I always get still and I always get quiet because God, his voice, it's a still, soft voice. It will permeate your heart and your mind He will download information into your spirit, even as you are sleeping. You know, like I was telling my friend the other day, like 3 a.m., that is the time. That is 
my God time, right? I have this thing at 3 a.m. and God will wake me up and it's like, you know, I'll start reading the Bible and then I'll fall back asleep or I'll pray and I'll fall back asleep. Half the time, I can't even remember (laughs) what it is that I did, but it's in those times that God speaks into us, right? And so many other people actually um, experience this exact same thing where you wake up around 2, 3 a.m. And it's like, you know, that's the time that you're getting insight, revelation. That's that's a, a God hour. That's a divine time, you know. But the reason why I feel like it's such a popular time is because God knows the world is still at that time. He knows that people aren't going to be in your ear, you know, distracting you at that time. He knows that you're not going to be scrolling on your phone consumed by social media and likes at that time. That time is when he can really talk to you. You know, that's not a time that you're going to be surrounded by your friends and your family and just all the noise of the world. That hour is the hour where he can get you by yourself and really edify you, you know, really give you answers and enlighten you on different circumstances and situations, you know. But the main point that I'm trying to express here is when we really need answers, we have to get away from the multitude. You know, even your friends and your family, people that have your best interest at heart, because as wonderful as they may be, you know, as smart, as intellectual that they could be, they are not God. You know, they are not your creator. They cannot alter your steps. They are not sovereign in your situation. They don't know the depths of your ability. They don't stand on the spans of time and infinity. They can't level the mountains for you, right? So we need to to really make God first place and distance ourselves from the noise of the world, from the chaos all around us. And we have to get into a habit of doing that. You know, because when you do that, God speaks to your spirit, man, you know, and sometimes your spirit will have a revelation that your mind can't quite comprehend yet, but because it's in you, eventually it will manifest itself and you will be able to have the perspicacity to know exactly what you need to do, to know God's answer, to know his voice and to be able to walk according to his truth and his instruction. You know, because so many times what God has asked me to do has been the unpopular thing. (laughs) Like, I was listening to so many people um, about fitness, about growing my fitness business, right? Like, and then God is like, hey, but is that what I want you to do? And I'm like, what? Time out, you know? And I, 
And I had to like tune out certain people, people that I respected, you know, people who were very affluent and successful because all of a sudden I felt him pulling me in another direction. And it was like, you know, I couldn't, he's, listen, God is God. He is not going to compete with your disciples, with your followers, okay? With with your mom, with your dad, with your brother, your sister, with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your spouse, your cousin, etc. He's not going to compete with people that are giving you their own insight. You have to seek him out. Did you notice that? Did God just, you know, um, open up the windows of heaven and pour out all these revelations to Jesus in his time of need? No. (laughs) And he was sweating blood at this point. I mean, he had such a level of anxiety that, you know, he was literally seeping blood out of his pores because he knew his hour had come. Could you imagine that? Knowing that you are about to die, that you are going to die a gruesome death, being crucified, you know? So Jesus knew this and God still did not just give him answers. What did Jesus have to do? He had to go get away from the crowd and seek his face. He had to go seek him in prayer and supplication. Father, can you remove this cup from me? If not, let your will be done, not my will. Let your will be done. So if Jesus, the actual son of God, had to go and seek his face and pray for answers, how much more do you and I need to do that? How much more do we need to turn off our phones, turn off the television? How often do you and I really pray without ceasing? How often do we remove ourselves from the dialogue of the world, from what CNN has to say, from what MSNBC is saying from what Google will tell you. How often are we relying on other resources that are not omnipotent, that are not omniscient to tell us what we ought to do? Here's the secret. Get away from the people and humble your face before God. He will answer you if you remove all the voices of influence in your life. Some conversations, it needs to just be you and the Father. So with that said, I hope this episode inspires you to start taking time And be before God and allow him 
to fill your ear with his counsel. I love you guys so very much. Thanks for tuning in once again. May God bless you always in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit, and we are the Black Sheep Believers. Ciao.